brother Philip, ruler of the region of Iturea and Trachonitis, and Lysanias, ruler of Abilene, during the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. He went into all the region around the Jordan, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins, as it is written in the book of the words of the prophet Isaiah. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Every valley shall be filled, and every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough places made smooth, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. The Gospel of the Lord. In the name of our eternal and life-giving God, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. Please be seated. From Eugene Peterson's message translation of today's gospel reading, the quotation from the prophet Isaiah, Thunder in the desert, prepare God's arrival, make the road smooth and straight, Every ditch will be filled in, every bump smoothed out, all the ruts paved over. Everyone will be there to see the parade of God's salvation. I like to think of John the Baptist's voice like thunder, thunder in the desert, loud and overwhelming, something that hits you in the chest and rattles your whole being. You see, John the Baptist was a man who knew how to make an impression. Here he is out in the wilderness, a homeless, weather-worn prophet, gnarled hair, emaciated body that's fed on nothing but wild honey and insects, an emaciated body draped in a tattered robe made of coarse camel's hair. A prophet in the true sense of the word who drew countless numbers of people to his message of repentance. Repentance found in the life-altering ritual of baptism. But this call to repentance is not some cheap or superfluous sentiment etched on a poster. It's not a call to self-condemnation like those so-called prophets you see parading around when someone predicts the world's end. No, because for John, the world is not ending. The world is preparing for what's to come. And what's to come is life, compassion, truth, generosity, mercy, and hope all brought forth in the life of Jesus. But you see, the people aren't ready for Jesus yet. They're not prepared to experience this man, this man whose life is God's life, whose actions will not only alter the course of human history, but will shake the very essence of cosmic existence. 
Prepare for God's arrival, the prophecy from Isaiah says. Prepare to experience the God in whom we live and move and have our being. Prepare the way and repent. Repent. Change your behavior. Turn away. Turn away from your selfish desires. Turn away from those actions that take advantage of the weak, the vulnerable, and the impoverished. Turn away from your sins and turn your life to the one who is coming. Be baptized. Cleanse your body with water and then cleanse your soul with right behavior. Commit yourself to lives of peace and generosity, of compassion and mercy, of relationship with one another. Turn your life towards God and what God is calling us to become. Now see, the danger here is to make John the Baptist a bit too cute and cuddly to tone down his confrontational style. You see, confrontation is something that many of us are uncomfortable with. Most of us want the pastoral, but not the prophetic. We want to be comforted rather than confronted. But that's just not John's style. Because for John, the world is not a world of light or beauty. It is a world sitting in the darkness, sitting in anticipation, sitting in the reality that night is coming to an end, but the dawn has yet to come. In a TED Talk, the poet and storyteller Reeves talked about the 4 a.m. mystery. He points out in a humorously ironic way that in a number of movies, novels, and stories, the darkest and most disturbing actions and events predominantly happen at 4 a.m. It's a time Reeves calls a time of inconveniences, mishaps, and yearnings. And if I might be so bold, that's what Advent is. It's the 4 a.m. of the liturgical calendar. It's a time to acknowledge our sinful mishaps, our hopeful yearnings, and address those inconvenient truths about how we live. And that's what John the Baptist is doing. That's his mission, his ministry, to speak his truth, not to just to those in first century Palestine, but to all with ears to listen throughout all of history. That a world without Jesus is a world in darkness, a world precariously sitting at 4 a.m. And the reality is, we are not ready for Jesus yet. We need to repent and turn. See, that's why I like John. Now, he, he might not be the best person in the world to invite to a Christmas party because he tends to be just a touch bit intense, but he means what he says, and he says what he means. I mean, in many ways, he's kind of like a close friend, you know, the one who tells you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. And for John, it's not about being popular. It's about being honest. It's about preaching a truth that speaks to people's hearts so in a way that changes people's hearts. It's about telling people that what the world says is valuable is not valuable. What the world says is precious is not precious. The world of political and religious power and corruption, this world of Caesar, Tiberius, Pontius Pilate, Herod, Philip, Lysanias, Annas, and Caiaphas is nothing 
This world of power-obsessed and material-laden and paranoia-infused rulers who see people as expendable commodities is but a dim, brief flicker compared to the world that's coming with the overwhelming, life-infused, eternal light that's about to dawn. So repent. Turn. Turn away from what people like them embrace. Turn away from what pleases the self and turn toward what pleases God. Dress yourself in baptism and walk in the way of God's peace, freedom, justice, truth, and love. Forgive others for what they've done to you and ask forgiveness for what you've done to others. Reconcile yourself to the world. Do that and you'll be ready. You'll be ready to see what God has in store for this world. In today's readings, we didn't have a, a reading from the Old Testament. We got a reading from the Apocrypha, those books in between the Old and New Testament that didn't quite make the official Protestant cut. A reading from Baruch. Uh, and Baruch is describing the exile of the Jewish people after the destruction of the first temple. Baruch is telling the Jewish people not to despair, but to find hope in the knowledge that God is coming to liberate them. And he uses the image of a garment. Take off the garment of your sorrow and affliction, Baruch writes, and put on forever the beauty of the glory from God. For God will give you evermore the name of righteous peace and godly glory. Oh, now that speaks to me. Ooh, that speaks to me, and I hope that speaks to you. Because I, I think it speaks well to what John is getting at. It's a, it's a message that speaks across centuries and cultures, and it especially speaks to what the season of Advent is all about. You see, the world wants to grab our attention and pull it in a thousand different directions. It wants to, especially during this time of year, tell us what it thinks is important. It wants to tell us what it thinks we need. But you see, as Christians, as followers of the way, we know that all we need is Jesus. All we need is that all-powerful, ever-living presence of Christ. Nothing else in this world, bought, wrapped, and topped with a bow, can make us as beautiful as the glory from God. Nothing made by human hands can give us the status of righteous peace and godly glory. This is good news, but it's not here yet. It's still 4 a.m. And we have to prepare the way, prepare ourselves, empty ourselves, humble ourselves, make ready a sacred space within ourselves to receive the love of Christ that is about to come, the love of Christ that infuses itself not just within the individual but spreads out for everyone in the world to see and experience. So my friends, in between the decorating, the shopping, the lights and music, and if you're anything like me and my family, the watching of National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation for about the thousandth time, take time to stop and turn towards what God wants from us. Spend some time in prayer, in 
silence. Maybe reach out and nurture a relationship that's broken. Or maybe nurture a relationship that isn't quite as strong as it could be. Forgive and ask for forgiveness. Prepare yourself. Prepare the way. Awake and hearken as the old Advent hymn says, for dawn is preparing to break. And may we have the strength to turn and face it fully. Amen.